0: This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. This is the AC Report. Well, it blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. And it blew up his house. See what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble bussing in from out of state, and the DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble on the promenade, and the gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Everything dies. This is our weekly look at one of the most interesting cities in all the world, a city which I am looking forward to visiting on Friday. I have been away far too long. Our look at Monopoly City, Atlantic City. And we do that uh, with a real expert on uh, casinos and travel in general, uh, internationally in both cases, Michael Traeger. He is a luxury travel and casino gaming industry entrepreneur with TravelZork.com. TravelZork is a terrific website which focuses on casino travel and the casino experience. Michael, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Michael. So we're now airing, this segment and this show is now airing nightly in Nevada. And uh, some folks were giving me a little pushback about still calling this the AC Report when we're airing in Nevada. Do you have any problem with us still calling this the AC Report now that we're in Nevada?
1: Ooh, that's an interesting one. And by the way, I did notice that syndication. that's uh, That's really exciting. Thank you uh you know i'm a little partial to the fact that i love atlantic city and i always like to be promotional of atlantic city even to the nevada folks and i think the ac report you've always covered more than just mm. ac so i i don't know i think for now i think it, it sort of sticks as the ac report but i could i could see somebody saying that but you know what there's a lot there's a lot of people who talk nevada and las vegas and not that many people who talk at least exactly. have some focus on exactly. atlantic city by the way if
0: people are thinking about a trip to either location uh, and maybe they haven't been in a while or maybe they've never been to one or both What is the what's the key differences in the casino culture or even maybe the rules of certain games roulette comes to mind uh, when you're talking about gambling in a place like New Jersey versus a place like Nevada?
1: Well, I mean, it's I I think it's a it's a different experience, but I think one of the great things about Atlantic City is that you always had that, quote, strip, which was the boardwalk, which was very similar to having strip casinos. And you could go from casino to casino. You mentioned roulette, you know, and I think people don't bring this up often enough, but New Jersey has New Jersey has really great roulette roulette rules for double uh, zero roulette where you get, I think it's, what is it? Half, back half your money on, back, uh,
0: if you bet exactly. black or red and or, that, odd or even.
1: Yeah. And that, was, and that was something instituted by New Jersey gaming years ago, because New Jersey was uh, the second gaming jurisdiction in the country and new jersey gaming was pretty good about the you know pretty good about the rules for for games so that's that's something that's definitely people should keep you know definitely people should keep an eye on i think the i think the craps action from an atmosphere has always been really really good in new jersey i think the gamblers sometimes seem a little bit more serious But I also think when you talk about Nevada, people will often say that it's more of a party kind of culture Mm. at the at the tables. You know, everyone's there to you know, it's everyone's there to be on vacation. So it's a lot. It's a lot of different kind of Yeah, kind of no, that's true. That's a great
0: observation. Now, I, I've certainly been to Las Vegas, and when I was there last, you were kind enough to give me a bunch of different recommendations of uh, in terms of tier matching, in terms of restaurants, in terms of everything. Uh, but I've not been to casinos in other parts of the state of Nevada.
1: Have you gotten much
0: of a chance to explore other casinos in, in Nevada outside of Las Vegas?
1: Yeah, I felt, I, I sort of fell in love uh, with, with Laughlin. Uh, during COVID, when I was out on the West Coast, and I went to Laughlin a few times, and I, I thought it was just amazing because you had the multiple casinos, low low table limits, and it was just sort of like chill, easy, laid back kind of environment to gamble on, and you have that like the whole river atmosphere. So I thought Laughlin was really really interesting, and is sort of like a. I don't know. It's like a sleeper kind of town and it's only about 90 minutes hmm. from, uh, Las Vegas, but was also was interesting as you have, if you're like a history buff and you're into some of these properties, I stayed at the golden nugget when we were, when I was in Laughlin. And they have these villas. They have a villa at the Golden Nugget, and you can actually rent them midweek. And that was a villa that Steve Wynn used for a while when the, the Golden Nugget was actually Steve Wynn's Golden Nugget in, in Laughlin. So I yeah. thought that was pretty that, cool. But there's a really lot funny. of interesting stuff there.
0: Did, so I understand that you just came back from Vietnam, Vietnam of Vietnam War fame.
1: What were you doing in Vietnam? I hear I hear you were there
0: for a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, well, I was my I was trying to plan a sort of epic, for lack of a better term, trip for my thirtieth anniversary with my wife, oh, and congratulations, we decided to do something.
0: Happy anniversary!
1: Thank you. And we decided to we decided to do something that was rather boring, which was an Alaska cruise, <laughs> and the cruise wound up getting getting canceled uh, because they had to eliminate a certain number of people from the ship because of staffing issues. So we were left about a month before without our anniversary plan which we had come up with and I was poking around. I you know, I do retail travel. I sell travel. I work as a luxury travel advisor. And there were some really good deals for Vietnam and I just, you know, on a whim just said to my wife, "You know what? Let's uh let's go to Vietnam. You know, there's some great beach resorts. It's exotic and it'll be great." And that's sort of how it came, you know, that's sort of how it came about so it was it was one of the best trips we've ever had because it mixed a lot of different things together you know and that was great and of course I avoid casinos on those trips because my wife wants my attention
0: (laughs) well so for the uh, most part what did you what did you do out there Uh, what were the things to see out there and I'm sure you had to do at least some field research and visit the casinos in Vietnam so tell us about those
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, jumping into the casinos, you know, Vietnam casinos are relatively new in Vietnam. Why? Well, I, I mean, they're still a
0: communist country,
1: and they have casinos. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, there's so much. Uh, I mean, you you broaden your your view of things so much when you go there, because of course, I was always wondering as an American, like, how do people view Americans in Vietnam? You know, and it's. It's so interesting to me, even things like like Saigon, you know, because Saigon is Ho Chi Minh, you know, Ho Chi Minh, and you don't refer to it as Saigon anymore. But then I found out from Vietnamese that since Saigon was really the name that was there for so many years, many people still actually do refer to it Mm. as Saigon. You know, I'm always so worried these days, you know, what you should call an individual city. But we started in We started in Hanoi and actually at the hotel that we stayed at, there was a casino nearby and it didn't have any live table games, but it had slot machines and it had these great automated Baccarat games. And I know you enjoy Baccarat. Absolutely. I've never played automated Baccarat. Well, it's, it was a, so it was a game where the dealer was there and she, she could make the cards display on your terminal. Hmm. But I was so confused because whenever I've seen those electronic games, usually the cards just flip over and it just shows you what the hand is. Right. You could actually squeeze the corners of the card by touching the electronic display. So you could lift it up almost like electronically. <laughs> it's hard to describe, you know, on the display and then finally decide to flip the card over. You know, once you would learn, it was like sort of like a pinch on the screen kind of thing. And I had never seen that before. And I thought it was absolutely hysterical. So it was all it was an electronic game, but it was actually a squeeze game that was electronic. And I don't know if you're a Baccarat player, this excites you. Probably everybody else thinks like I'm absolutely insane. Oh, but I thought it was very. No, interesting.
0: I, I think that's interesting. Overall, how did you compare the casinos uh, from, uh, you know, Vietnamese casinos to what you might see in the United
1: States? you know what casinos outside of the united states are always totally differently uh, different i've been to macau once i mean the best way that i would describe it like all the slot machines if you're into that are all different varieties of these dragon games they're not they all seem about the same to me and most players are playing basically baccarat or roulette and the baccarat really really popular and And do they charge the,
0: the commission out there for the uh for the banker bets
1: Yes. And they yeah. also have versions of no, no commission Baccarat. And in, in a country like Vietnam, everything is done in U.S. dollars. <laughs> so that's sort of funny too, right? You go right, in, exactly. you just put your U.S. dollars, you just put your U.S. dollars in the slot machine, but they opened this new, uh, this new casino outside of Hoi An, which is about a half hour from Da Nang. And it was this resort casino. And I had heard about it, uh, we heard about it when we were at a tailor because you can get all kinds of clothing made in Vietnam and everything. And this crazy guy came in and said he was at, for, in from Singapore and going at this new casino. And on a whim, we went over there that night and it was like out of nowhere, there was this huge casino <laughs> resort. It, 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 was, it was amazing, you know, and they had all of these different table games. So it was so interesting there and they had a lot of baccarat is the high limit baccarat they were doing in Hong Kong dollars. And then on the main casino floor, they actually had uh, Vietnamese dong and U.S. dollar tables. But it was I mean, they had so much currency going on, uh, but they had they had real, real squeeze games and they actually have squeeze game as low as as 30 dollars. But I guess getting back to your question, most of the people there are hardcore gamblers Hmm. like these, uh, you know, these people in Asia, they're there. They're there to gamble and win and be in the action. It is not a drink party recreational kind of thing like it's it's pretty darn serious which is sort of fun to watch
0: um well that is pretty interesting so it sounds like you would definitely recommend vietnam as a place for people to vacation
1: i think it's a very interesting country to vacation to it's a great value I mean, you can you can basically go for dinner at night for five to ten dollars a person. Hmm. Uh I felt very safe everywhere we went. I mean, the problem is Southeast Asia is far away. Sure. You know, it's a long, it's a it's a long trip. But the beaches are amazing. Uh the culture is amazing, and it's it's definitely something to consider. And it was sort of fun to get back into the groove of travel when I hadn't been traveling for for so long. And also then you start to read up on Vietnam and you know relate like okay I'm in Da Nang what happened in Da Nang and you know there's lots going on in your head and I think that's what's also so interesting oh sure
0: Absolutely. Talking uh, so with Michael Traeger, he is a casino gaming industry entrepreneur with dot com. is a terrific rest, uh, website that uh, focuses on the casino travel and uh, uh, the casino travel experience. There's also a terrific YouTube channel and uh, podcast. Just search Travelsork on any platform you want, and it comes right up. Now – Uh, Back to the Northeast, I understand that uh, travel to Atlantic City has gotten a lot easier. How so?
1: American Airlines now has instituted a new service where you can actually book a flight to Atlantic City Airport, but you're actually not flying into Atlantic City Airport. You're flying into Philadelphia. And they operate what we would call the last mile on a bus service, but it's all seamless. So literally, it's like you you book a flight from like I just recently booked a flight from Charlotte because I live in Charlotte to Atlantic City. And it goes from Charlotte to Philadelphia. And then basically they've got a bus, an American Airlines bus transfer to Atlantic City so they can connect people from anywhere in the country through Philadelphia to Atlantic City Airport. And while some people might say it's a little crazy that you're flying in and going on a bus, it's all on one ticket hmm. and it's all meant to make it a seamless travel experience. So they also like they also will transfer the luggage to the bus, you know, and you wind up in Atlantic City Airport. So I thought that was pretty neat and obviously optimally it would be great if they could fly into Atlantic City Well, that was my question.
0: Well. Why do they do that? Why do the airlines why are they not able to offer service directly to Atlantic City International Airport?
1: Well, I think part of it is, you know, part of it is cost, you know, you have to to have an operation in, in an airport, there's a lot that goes into, you know, having the ground staff, even if they're third party operators, you know, having the flight scheduled filling those flights you know all of the cost of that operation remember for american airlines philadelphia is a philadelphia is a hub for them so what they're doing is and they're doing this not just with atlantic city but with a few cities a few different cities they're doing that last mile on a bus so that they can basically offer additional cities also you have that other issue now and you hear this all the time airlines are short on pilots they're short on aircraft. The system is really full, so it's a way for them to offer you know offer another city without actually having to allocate aircrafts and pilots well that makes and all sense that. sure so it's sort of it's sort of a nifty it's sort of a nifty a nifty idea, but also You know, part of it is it shows up in the global booking systems now. So somebody goes to book a flight and they're in, uh, I don't know, in Omaha and they say Atlantic City and now routes it through Philadelphia and they'll be able to book that ticket, which is which is actually really good for the city. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. No question about it. And that's what you're doing on your next trip to Atlantic City.
1: Yes, I'm doing that on my next trip to Atlantic City, because I'm going in August for uh, the Everything Atlantic City group. I know you've mentioned them quite a few times and had them on your show. And they're having, I think, their sixth anniversary. And that's a really cool community of people who love Atlantic City. And they're doing, uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to try out. and, um, I'm going to try and be
0: there for that. What, well, when
1: is that this year? that is on August 20th. And I think everything is happening at Bally's, which is really, really exciting. As you've mentioned many times before, it's just great having this new, you know, I mean, we put in quotation marks, new casino property, but it's great to have another owner and another casino property in Atlantic city. I mean, that's what we, that's what we always want to see, you know, just, Hey, it's the same thing, you know, pivoting back to your Nevada thing, you know, it's wonderful seeing like resorts world and, in Las Vegas. It's great to see like new properties open up, right? I mean, that's always exciting. It's always great to have that competition and additional properties that aren't necessarily part of the MGM ecosystem or the Caesars ecosystem. It's just great to have Absolutely. this additional competition. Absolutely.
0: And uh, especially because from what I understand, and I will find this out firsthand this weekend, Bally's is currently offering 10 times craps odds, which is something that no of the uh, none of the other uh, casinos in Atlantic City are doing, uh, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, before we run out of time, Michael, how big of a deal was it that it seems like this, strike from the atlantic city hotel uh, workers has been avoided what sort of uh what sort of difference would that have made had it taken place
1: i uh, you know the, the the biggest problem for me when that kind of thing happens is is it just puts this whole sour note on the city and mm. as we know now the you know, in general, service standards are really difficult everywhere you travel with regard to staffing and service levels and all of that. And my biggest fear, especially now that you know people are traveling again, people seem to be really happy to be traveling to Atlantic City for for numerous reasons. I hate. I hate to see people have a bad experience. And obviously when you have fewer Mm -hmm. employees and in one of the busiest periods of time, they're not going to have a great experience. So I'm really glad that's avoided just for that because I just, and I would feel, I would feel that in any, you know, I'd feel the same way in, in Nevada too, you know, because this is, this is a serious issue now with, with staffing at at these hotels and providing the levels of service that they would like to provide. It's true. It's just a crazy time now, you know, in travel, airlines, hotels.
0: No, that's for sure. Uh, Michael Traeger, it is always a treat to talk with you. Uh, Hopefully I'll see you in person on August 20th for that uh, for that meetup.
1: Yeah, that would be great, and it's always great to chat. Thank thanks, you. Uh, thanks for having me on again.
0: Oh, You can check out Michael's writing and his podcast at TravelZork.com. Some great stuff on there. I learn a lot from that website, that's for sure. Uh, we'll take your calls next, 800 848 Straight ahead. The Other Side at Midnight. midnight.